0: Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa In our daily life we are constantly in contact with the world we are constantly interfacing with the world. We are constantly manipulating the things that we see in the world to our own benefit. We are constantly doing things to make the world move in a certain direction for us. We see the world. We touch the world we hear the world, we taste the world, we smell the world. We are engulfed in the world. And we talk about not being attached to any of this. We talk about not being attached to all the things that we see. We talk about not being attached to all the things that we hear and touch. We talk about not being attached to all of the things that we do in our jobs and that we do to make the world be more palatable to us. In doing all of these things, they don't always go the way we want them to go. We can't always make things happen the way we think they should happen. This leads to stress, and to anxiety, and makes our life difficult. It makes us, as opposed to less attached, it makes us more attached. Stress is a result of being too attached to the world. Anxiety is a result of being too attached to the world. Worrying is a result of being too attached to the world and to the outcomes of what it is that we're doing. There's a story about a man with a bow and arrow. And he had made the bow out of a young sapling, and he took it, and he bent it, and he put the necessary string in, and the uh, and he used it one day someone came by and he saw the man's bow but it didn't have the string in it and he said of what use is the bow without the string and he said well if you keep the 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 string in the bow and never take it out the bow becomes stiff. It loses its elasticity and it can't really be used well anymore. There has to be a time when the bow is at rest, but at total rest and allowed to go back to its original form so that you can make it do what it needs to do later on and it has the right amount of uh, tension To be able to do that. It's like that with us. We have to be able to find a time where we let go. But not just let go a little bit. Let go entirely. Where we are no longer involved in the active pursuit of manipulation of the world, where we're no longer involved in the active pursuit of pushing and pulling all of the things that we see and hear, where we are at absolute rest. Now, how do we get to that place? And are we capable of getting to that place? Or are we so involved in what we're doing that we can never Leave that place I have a few seminal stories that I repeat over and over because they make such important points when I was uh, about 27 or 28 years old I was working for a lawyer and uh, I had a question and he took me into the library oh by the way he was 78 years old He took me into the library, and he pulled out a book, and he turned to a page, and there was the answer to the question. He knew where the case was that answered the question. And I said to him, that's pretty good. And he said, well, this is all I know. This library I carry with me everywhere I go. If I'm with my wife, I'm in the library. If I'm with my children, I'm in the library. If I'm with my grandchildren, I'm in the library. Or if I go to pray, I'm in the library. Don't become like me. Well, he couldn't let go, ever. He carried the burden with him everywhere he went. Friends don't treat me like they used to since I laid my burden down. Why? Because you become different. Misery loves company, and all these people carrying the world have a certain level of misery because they can't put it down. Can we put it down? Can we let go of everything? Can we let go of our sorrow? Can we let go of our grief? Can we let go of our happiness? Can we let go of our joy? Can we let go of all of the reactions that we have in the world. Can we let go of all of the interactions that we have in the world? Can we let go of all of the expectations that we have in the world? Can we let go of all of the results that we expect in the world? Can we just let go? It is in these moments of letting go, and letting go entirely, that we are able to come back and deal with the world in a more appropriate way. Because if you never let go, you never know the feeling of interacting without expectation. If you never let go, you never know what it's like to do things without looking for results. It's only when you let go of everything that you have entered into that realm where you are truly close to Allah. Because everything that you hold on to, we hold on to, is a veil that separates us from the truth. And as long as we hold on to anything... We are consciously separating ourselves from the truth. We are creating the barrier to that which is endless because we are so convoluted in our manipulation of that which is temporary. We make our life the temporary. We make our intention about the temporary. We make our joy and sorrow about the temporary. We make all of our reactions about that which is temporary. And we create disease in our body. We create difficulty in ourselves. We create our own stress We create our own anxiety. We create our own worry. And not only do we worry about things that are apparent, we worry about things that aren't apparent. We start thinking about things in the future, and we assume they're going to go wrong. That's worry. We are feeling, we bring future pain future illusory pain into our being and feel it now. We have to learn to let go of the future. And we have to be able to believe what Allah told us, which is that he is merciful. And we have to believe that our future will be full of mercy. And we have to believe that this moment can be full of mercy, if we learn how to interact with mercy. Because mercy is always there. Compassion is always here. Kindness is always here. Love is always here. All of the qualities of the Great One are always here. But we've separated ourselves from these qualities because of our attachments to that which is temporary, because of our attachments to that which will disappear. So we're holding on to that which is ephemeral, to that which will disappear, and we're forgetting about that which is permanent and that which is eternal. And we choose the temporary over the eternal. And we do that Constantly, every day, over and over. So we have to reset our intention. We have to reset our intention to choose the eternal in every situation. There was a uh, pitcher on the Philadelphia baseball team whose name was Tug McGraw. And he used to talk about the eternal uh, view of pitching. And he said, one day this whole world will explode, and this last pitch I made is not going to mean a hell of beans to anybody or anything. And he was right. But it doesn't just, for him, that was his profession. That was the thing that was most dear to him. And he was able to conclude through some very simplistic thinking that this isn't going to matter a very short period of time from now, or if not in a short period of time from now, in a little longer period of time. It's not going to matter. And so it is with all of the things that we see and all of the things that we touch and all of the things that are elemental in their nature and what we will find. That when we let go of all of the things that are elemental in nature, we're left with the things that are non-elemental. And the non-elemental things are love and mercy and compassion. And there's no end to them. They are eternal. And even though we can't see them, and we can't carry them, and we can't put them in a box, they're more real than all the things we can put in a box. And so we have to change our life to learn how to let go. And we have to be able to let go every day. And we have to let go during various periods, periods of the day. There's something called spaced repetition. Teachers know about this. If you repeat something with kids every day, over and over, over a period of time, it will become automatic to them. Well, we need to have spaced repetition of letting go of everything. But there has to be this very, very powerful intention for letting go. Islam provides spaced repetition with prayer. It provides five times prayer for you every day, which is supposed to be a period of sanctuary where you enter into a space where you let go of the world, and your focus is on God alone, and all of the calamities that you face every day Disappear. But in reality, the vast majority of people, when they go to pray, take the world with them. And while they're praying, there's a constant drone of the world going on during the prayer alongside the prayer. So, can we enter into a space where that drone disappears, where that attachment disappears. The whirling dervishes whirl before they meditate. They whirl so they can get in a space where they're cleared, because it's so difficult to keep your balance and to keep steady while you're whirling that it takes the world away from you, and then you are ready to meditate. Meditate. There are people who drop themselves from helicopters on mountains to ski down them so they can be right in the moment because it's such a difficult thing to do where they forget about everything else because they're forced to forget about everything else. In moments of panic, everything that you worry about disappears because you're dealing with the panic of the moment. Well, we're all in that moment of panic. We're all in that moment where everything can disappear for us at any moment. So when you get into that situation where everything can disappear at any moment, where do you go to? Well, what does the man say when he sees headlights coming at him at the middle of the night while he's driving his car, even if he's an atheist? Oh, my God. Well, we're in that situation all the time. The headlights are coming right at us. Can we say, Oh, my God. With everything else falling aside, with everything else let go of, with everything else Of no importance anymore. Oh my God. This is the ultimate moment. And this is the moment that we're all going to face. Well, let's face it on purpose. Let's make it that moment for ourselves. Let's create that moment for ourselves. And let's let everything fall away from us so that all that's left is, oh my God. But in a positive way, not in a frightened way. In a loving way, not in a scary way. Oh my God. If we can go there, if we can bring ourselves there, and we can go there for a little while, daily, then the stress and the anxiety... And the difficulty of the world will disappear from us. And if they disappear from us, we'll be able to go back into the world and handle it without attachment, without expectations. And this is what we have to be able to do. We have to be able to live in the world, but not be of the world while we're doing it. And the only way that can be done is to let go of all of our thoughts about it, all of our expectations for it, all of our desires as to how it should come out. If we can do that, we can heal ourselves. We can bring our body into a better state because our body doesn't have to deal with the stress and the inflammation they're caused by this kind of thinking. So, we need time off. Time off from the world. Stop the world, I want to get off. Well, you can get off. But you have to make the intention to get off. You have to make the effort to get off. And you have to figure out a way to get off and in getting off you are going to find your road to salvation because we're not going to find our salvation in the world it's like making friends with rattlesnakes there's going to be a bad outcome well most of the world is a rattlesnake and all the world has to give is what it has So if we're disappointed that the rattlesnake bit us, we should be ashamed that we got that close to him. And what we're doing is we're constantly playing with things that are going to bite us in the rear end. We're constantly playing with things that are going to disappoint us and are going to lead to difficulty. So we need to stop playing with them in a way that can affect us we have to have a hazmat suit to deal with the world and this hazmat suit has to be a barrier between ourselves and the emotional connection that we have with all the things that we deal with and once we let go of that emotional connection we can let go of the anxiety and the difficulty and all of the harshness that the world gives to us But we have to understand also that the world isn't picking on us. It's picking on everybody. (laughs) And we're in the same boat as everybody else. There is no woe is me. It's woe is us. Woe is all of us. (laughs) We're all in this very, very large boat trying to cross this ocean of illusion. And we have, we're gonna cross it. Some of us can cross it. Some of us aren't gonna cross it. Uh, but we have to become the ones who at least set forth the intention to cross it. And that intention will be amplified by spending time during the day letting go. Um, We have to learn how to pray where our focus is only on God. And if we can do that, the rest will fall away from us. Our attachment to things will fall away from us. If we can truly say all praise is to God alone, all intentions come from God alone, all reactions are from God alone, we are not involved we are not involved, and it's in this ability to live a non-involved life that we become free it's in this ability to let go of everything that has caught us that we become free the fishermen casts his line with bait on a hook. The hook is hidden. The bait is what the fish sees or smells. The world is full of bait, and all the bait has hooks, and the things are not what they appear to be, and we're constantly being reeled in. Well stop biting we have to stop falling for the lies of the world we have to stop committing to the lies of the world we have to stop taking the lies of the world seriously I was I listened to sports radio when I'm in the car and a guy came on and he was talking about the four Philadelphia sports teams and he said these teams are my life. Why can't the management of these things get there right? Don't they understand that this is what I live for? This is my existence? So he's in this constant roller coaster of his teams losing. And now all of his teams, except for one right now, were losing for the last so many years. He was a desperately unhappy person. Why? Because he was depending on the world. And it was such a clear example of how that happens. We need to stop depending on the world. The world is only going to disappoint. It can't do anything but disappoint. And as long as you look to it for your satisfaction, you're going to be disappointed. We have to look for things where they exist. You all know the story of Nasruddin on his hands and knees in front of the mosque at midnight where there's the only light in town because they have a generator looking for something. And the man, a man sees him there who's walking home and he gets down and he says, I'll help you. And he says, what are you looking for? He says, my keys. He goes, okay, I'll help you. He says, it won't help. He says, why won't it help? He says, cause I didn't lose my keys here. He said, where'd you lose them? In the woods. Why are you looking here? Because the only place with a light. And that's what the world does to you. It keeps shining lights and makes you think there's something there. It's not there. It can't be there. It's somewhere else. And very seldom do you find the light and the truth in the same place. And Muhammad Rahim Ba'u was a place where the light existed... And you could see the light, and the truth was also there simultaneously. Now, he said, become like me. So, become light, and become the truth. And since you know what's not the truth, let go of what's not the truth. Hold on to the truth, and then there can be fulfillment. And then there can be Reality, And then you can move from a life of difficulty to a life of happiness because that life exists in Allah. And that's what we have to do. But we have to be conscious of what our life is like if it's not that way. I'll, Satan, in order to capture you, does not have to make you a murderer. He just has to get you in conversation. And if he can get you in conversation, he'll make that conversation last years and years and years. Let go of that conversation. Don't talk about doubt. Don't talk about difficulty. Don't talk about how hard things are. They're not hard. What's hard is letting go of thinking that they're hard. Let go, rejuvenate, become young again. And you become young by letting go of everything that makes you old. It's all been laid out for us. We've all been instructed. Now it's up to us to follow the instructions and to do what's necessary so that we become those who disappear into the truth. May that be easy for us, and may that be our way. Amen.